Testing. Testing. Hello. The good word today is being recorded for posterity. Let generations of future lovers of the muse look back upon this day in all of its glory. The crimson moon sits full for us tonight on its throne in the black sky. It's a sign that the universe is as excited as the rest of us. The new order dawns tonight. Dear friends, you stand at the base of a tower you worked together to build, surrounded by gifts which you all donated to the sacred cause. You have already sacrificed and shouldered burden in the name of our muse. All summer, you have been doing your part for our holy mission, but now's the time to make it official. Friends, I bid you, join me in our holy cry. Our muse! Our muse! Our muse! Our muse! The world we live in, dear friends, dear followers, it is vengeful. Death and pain bears down upon us from all sides. The clouds strike us where we stand. The rivers flood our homes. The smoke chokes our lungs. The bees feast upon us. Every day is a living fucking nightmare. And it seems that none of us ever learn. No matter how many times we watch our companions get struck down by the angry skies or swept up in the raging waters, our ways do not change. We just pray to the creatures of the forest and pretend they're listening. They aren't. And we cry and laugh as much as we can, but no amount of tears has ever stopped the clouds from curdling into tornadoes. It's not working, my friends. It's not working. But I have the answer. I can save you. I can show you the way to be spared and forgiven by this life. Would you like to know the secret? It's love, my friends. The secret is to dredge up all the mushy red meat of your tired heart and set it alight with passion for the one thing in this wretched world which deserves it. The secret is to love. Our muse. Our muse! Here next to me atop our tower rests the muse himself. Our true love asleep. The perfect picture of beauty. Here. Our salvation is here. Witness him. Know him. Adore him. Bow to your knees and praise the muse, and you will never again have your flesh torn by the ravenous earth. Our muse! Our muse! Our muse! Our muse! Excellent. You've caught on quickly, my cattle. You're even more enthusiastic than I could have hoped. This ceremony is going to be fun. <clears throat> I have in my hands these sacred texts delivered by the muse himself, from which I will read aloud and reveal the truth to you all. You, my loyal disciples, will set this pyre of borrowed sentiment alight, and as your sleeping muse is wreathed in passionate flame, you will bow. As the words of the architect ring out in the voice of the prophet, you will dance. As the muse is immortalized through eternal slumber, you will love him. You will love our muse. Amuse. Now, friends, I will remove... Wait! Too late to stop me, you quack! You have no idea what you're doing. Quiet! I will now remove my mask. Prepare, followers. A vigor will flow through your veins such as you have never known. You. Me. 
How? Why are you here doing this? Why am I here? Dear architect, I never left. I... What? You thought I would just abandon him? <laughs> you thought I was like you? I never abandoned him. Didn't you? I didn't! For years and years, everything I've done has been for him, about him. You lie, architect. You lied to my whole congregation, to my muse. And I'm so sorry, my little loves, that you must stand for this scandalous libel. You can't hold him hostage over a barbecue pit and tell me I don't care about his well-being. <laughs> Fighting words. Let's check your claims against those of the gospel, hmm? And what constitutes the gospel? My word. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down, little loves. Listen closely and let it be known that on the very day of deliverance, on the first beautiful morning after that terrible night, I saw this man stand and turn his back on our muse. What? Are you... In that moment, he was perfect. Our muse, prone as he was upon the forest floor. The light through the leaves, it dappled his shape, casting each curve and angle in glorious relief. His eyes were still closed. He was still blissfully, peacefully unaware. And yet a glimmer of life had been restored. His figure again healthy, his soft cheeks again red with the push of his blood. And Jedediah Martin, the traitor, the tempter, he looked upon our muse in this perfect state. He saw him, and then he stood, and he walked away. You cannot possibly... And he repeats this ritual by the year. Every summer, when his work at the camp is done, he leaves to see the big wide world. Ten months he spends away off where no one can find him, and he leaves our muse behind to stew in vile awareness, to rot all alone in this place where she keeps him like a prison. But I, remain I have, and remain I will. Though his tempter may have left him behind, our muse was never truly alone. I was always here, to watch him, to have him, to know his beauty in a way our poor architect never will. You motherfucker! <gasps> Language. Fuck yourself! There are kids here. You think you're some kind of, some kind of paragon of divine truth? God damn it, you don't know anything! You don't understand a single thing about what you've seen. You don't know a single thing about me, and you know the least about Sydney. Settle down, my little love, settle down. This man is beloved by our poor, misguided muse. He has earned the right to speak his mind. Call him by his goddamn name! So he says I know nothing. <laughs> Perhaps this may be true. The clocks tell me things I cannot know. But we won't be suffering in ignorance for very long. I have the texts. Oh my god. <laughs> How did you get that journal? A gift from our muse. Given with love. Okay, listen. This is not a game anymore. 
You can't read that. You cannot read that. <laughs> Especially not out loud. Do you hear me? You will die. Everyone here will die. Oh, threats of violence. I think we've heard enough from you now. Congregation, get him away from the pyre, please. No, you don't understand. I'm not threatening you. I'm warning you. It's dangerous. Christ, please. The kids, don't let them listen. Sydney, fuck. Sydney, can you hear me right now? The kids are in danger. Silence. Congregants, light the pyre. I shall commence with reading. <clears throat> August 24th, 2019. Every time I went to check up on Sydney, the same nurse was there to greet me. Very tall and thin man, blonde, slog features, you know, pointy. He reminded me of a neighbor I had when I was a kid, the type of boy who would kidnap salamanders from the stream and tear off their little limbs. This nurse always had a salamander dismembering look on his face. Also, the whitest teeth I'd ever seen on a real person. Like a movie star. Very strange. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't just judging the man by his looks. What really put me off was the fact that the white-toothed man was the only nurse I ever saw in Sydney's room. I was there often enough that I really should have seen at least one other person taking care of him. There was no way this weird guy was assigned to Sydney around the clock. That's not how hospitals work. But as far as I ever knew, he was the only nurse who ever went into that room. God knows why. Maybe the guy was messing with the schedule himself somehow, but... I mean, if that's the case, then he got away with that for four whole months. Which is absurd. Well, it doesn't matter anymore. The nurse's behavior also stood out. He had this tendency to... hover at Sydney's bedside. At first I was relieved that Sydney had such an attentive nurse, but it quickly started to unsettle me. It wasn't like Sydney's condition ever changed, so there was no reason for a nurse to stand vigil like that. More than once I walked in on him leaning close to Sydney's face, just leering. And while he was extremely polite to me with his words, it seemed like he would try to stop me sometimes when I'd try to get close to Sydney. He'd move so he was always in my way, and if I actually made it to Sydney's bed, then he'd inch in close so he could breathe down my neck. Sometimes he wouldn't even let me into the room. He'd just stand there, taking up the whole doorway, pretending he didn't understand why I wasn't just walking on in. It was extremely frustrating and extremely weird behavior from a person who didn't even know Sydney before his coma. At least, I'm pretty certain that the man didn't know Sydney before he was hospitalized. And that's the sort of thing you'd think I would know about, but... I guess I was so distant by then that he probably could have befriended a creepy nurse without me noticing. Can't ask him now, I guess. Oh, this is a... a heady read, congregants. I... I see you all feel the, uh... effect as well. Do not stop dancing. I will read an earlier passage. Perhaps it will be easier to... process... August 9th, 2018. I am beginning to think I may have broken into Sydney's dorm for nothing. The magic he describes in the journals I acquired would be absolutely inadequate for affecting the kind of direct and tangible change I'm trying to achieve. 
It's this sort of spiritual art of using your thoughts and feelings to affect the world in indirect ways. Basically, it's stuff that a lot of people believe in without considering it magic, with effects that are easy to dismiss as coincidence. I'd barely consider it magic. Moreover, it will be inadequate to explain the stuff that I know Sidney could do. There has to be a piece missing. Some information about his practice that Sidney either did not write down or kept somewhere secret. I'll keep pouring over the information I have to see if I've missed any hints. In the meantime, I'm working on trying to frame this stuff in a way I can more easily wrap my head around. If I can format incantations like lines of code. Oh, my, my heart. <coughs> Excuse me, my loves, the text, it's, I suppose information of this divine pedigree would be difficult for mortal hearts to handle. No, keep dancing. Do not falter, hold your nerve. This ceremony must be held. The truth must be heard. I will read again. October 2nd, 2018. I got it wrong. For months I've been trying to figure out how to heal him, undo the damage. There's a lifetime of stress that has exacerbated his latent illness to this point. I've been trying to undo that too. Hoping I could find in the esoteric and occult that he so strongly believed in a way to hack the science of medicine and make a sick person unsick. It's gotten me nowhere, and he's getting worse every day. I need to change tack. And honestly, I should have realized this years ago. It would have been good for my career. I'm not a medicine man. I'm an engineer. I don't heal people. I fix broken machines. And what's the first thing you do with the machine that isn't working right? You turn it off and back on again. Uh, my followers! Keep dancing! Just because the text is... a challenge. The ceremony is not over. Listen, all of you, what are you just standing around for? What's that look supposed to mean? I... Listen to the word! October 21st, 2018. I've successfully performed a transformative ritual on a pig from the anatomy lab. I believe I... I... Congregants, do you feel this? The pain as well? Do not... Do not abandon me! The truth was always going to be burdensome. Please, I... Don't stop dancing. I... I... I must... October 30th, 20... 2018. Uh, uh, my muse! What? What? <clears throat> Sydney! <coughs> my, my muse, you pushed me. How could you? Don't, don't call me. <coughs> don't call me that. <coughs> I hope you die. You, you traitor. The ceremony. The congregants. How? I. Hey. Check this out. A mirror? You... No! no!
You, I'll kill you. Why aren't you dead? My muse, why aren't you dead? My muse, my, my heart, my heart, it's screaming, 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 my heart. Sydney, stay awake, okay? Can you get down from there? Put, put the fire out, help me get Sydney. Ah, you're awake. Where's the elephant man? Where's Elijah? Right. Well, we were right about the mirror. I got him out of his mind, and everyone sort of shook off his spell. Um, and we managed to bring him into camp. But... Um... Lucille was supposed to keep him detained and everything while I took care of you, and he escaped. Uh. Yeah. And the journals? They're gone. Gone like... Like... He took them? Don't, don't strain. I bumped you up a bit trying to get you down from the pyre. It's gonna hurt for a while. Uh... I don't think he has them. I went looking, and I found some burnt pages where it all went down. I think they're gone, gone. Destroyed. That's... good, then? Yeah. I don't know. I worry that keeping it all in the journal is the only thing that lets me keep it all in my mind. Stuff everyone else forgets. But, you know... It really does hurt. You suck. At least we aren't dead. Oh. About that. Right. Here it comes. I... am dead. Aren't I? No. Not really. Not really. No, not really. Please use plain terms. Okay. I'm going to say this one time, and it's really going to suck. But at this point, I feel 99% sure it won't kill you, so in October 2018, you died. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. I brought you back. You're fine now. That's all. How? How did you do that? Honestly, I don't remember all the details, 
How did I die? I really don't think I should tell you anything else, Sydney. This information resists being known. And if anyone besides me really understands what the deal is, they end. I learned that the hard way. That's how your father... It's how my father. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But I still don't really get it. What don't you get? You barely talked to me at all for three years just because you were afraid I'd learn anything? That doesn't make sense. It wasn't just that. Sydney. What? Can you hold my hand? Yes. Your death was my fault. <laughs> Shh. Shh. I'm sorry. It's over. You know it, and it's over. Listen, the things I did to you, both the stuff that killed you and the stuff that saved you, horrified me. I was horrified by what I made you. I couldn't cope. You became this walking reminder of everything that had gone wrong in my life. So I avoided you. I, I avoided myself. And I'm sorry. And that's still kind of, that might still be something I have to work through somehow. But we'll work through it together. Together. Because I'm nothing without you, Sydney. I really am. I'm the ugliest, emptiest nothing. I am so unsatisfied. I know, I know. I need the details. I know. I'm sorry. I know this doesn't feel like a resolution. I want you to be on the same page as me, but it's so scary trying to explain anything to you. I Honestly, everything I just told you, I ran it by Elijah first. Wait, what? While he was still being detained by Lucille, I sat him down and told him a bunch of stuff from my perspective. Stuff I wanted to tell you. To make sure it wasn't deadly to hear? Yeah. Yeah, he was He was kind of funny about it. He was like, the gospel as writ by the devil. Like, Wait, 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 wait. Huh? So we're just going to gloss over the fact that you could have killed Elijah? Well, preferably, yes. <laughs> You're a supervillain. It's just science. It's, You know, before they roll the new drug out to the people, they got to test it out on the rats. And you don't feel bad for those poor rats? The elephant man is lower than a rat. Okay, he's a person who tried to kill you, might I remind you. I don't think he really wanted to do that. He put you on a lit pyre. It was a ritual. Hey, I'm sure you don't remember much of his sermon, but that stuff about putting you to sleep was pretty opaque. He didn't understand it as ending my life. He he wanted to make me immortal, just like you. Hey. Sydney, you're... It's kind of scary how willing you are to defend him. Well... I find it kind of scary how willing you are to kill him. I guess we're both dangerous people in our ways. If you say so. Something kind of sexy about it, though, right? Jedediah! In a, in a conceptual way. What are you talking about? Who doesn't like a little danger in a relationship? I mean, you, clearly, based on everything you've said and done the whole time I've known you. It's, you know, fear and excitement, two sides of the same coin. Suffering and satisfaction. We've all got some crosswire. <laughs> 
Okay. So, um, you just said in a relationship. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, are, are we in a relationship? You know I want to be. But. I mean, do you really feel like I've earned it? Jedediah Abraham Adonias Martin, if you're going to choose not to date me after all this for the sole reason that you don't deserve it- Okay, okay, I'm sorry. You have to stop thinking that way, Jedi. For my sake, if not your own, we both want it, so... Seriously, and why shouldn't it happen? Okay. 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 Sydney, October Sergeant. Will you go out with me? No one's ever asked me that before. I know. Not even Elijah. Yeah. Not even you. Hey, so, like, do I get an answer? Hmm. I'll think about it. I'm just tired. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I have to work on my... <sighs> project. Right. That's fine. Let it out. I have to cry over a picture of you in my office, alone. My, my my sobs are synced up with the ticking of my many beautiful clocks. Jesus, no holds barred. <laughs> it's okay. It's This is justice. <laughs> yes, Jedediah, I will go out with you. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, thanks. Oh my god, honey, are you crying? No. Give me a hug. You're so silly. I love you. I love you too. Um. <laughs> hey, I haven't I haven't seen you drink any water yet. I don't I don't think you've been drinking. Here. Drink. Oh, thank you. And Hey, does, um, does that mean you want to play chess with me now? Listen, to be honest, Lucille makes me play chess, like, every night. Can we, like, play cards or something instead? Rummy? Is that okay? I, yeah, that's okay. You you really want to? Yeah. I'll get the board, okay? Okay. Good morning, campers. Final morning, eh? 8.65 a.m. How are we all doing? This is both the last and the shortest day. We're wrapping up here, and soon as breakfast is done, you're all gonna go pack and be picked up by your parents before lunch. Uh, yeah. What a summer. (laughs) Campers, I, um... 
want to apologize for the events of the past day or two. Please know that none of it was your fault. The Elephant Man wanted to do bad things to the staff here, and it's not your fault that you all were a part of his plan. Also, he's gone. For good. Be rest assured that he's gone forever now, and you all have nothing to worry about. When you go home tonight, there will be no Elephant Man. I again am sorry for the way that went, and I'm so proud of all of you for being so brave. You all mean so much to me. Also, uh, about that nightmare powder thing, it looks like the cabin dung beetle kids set it all up in cahoots as their, uh, final revolution of sorts. They have successfully seceded from camp here and there, completely destroying their cabin and all the commotion and burning it to the ground. Uh, they have declared their intentions to form their very own camp across the lake next year. So, um, good luck to them. But, uh, you guys know Juniper is not coming with you, right? Good luck finding a new counselor. And good luck finding a better, more charming mealtime announcer than yours truly. With that said, it looks like the two solo counselors unite. Juniper will be joining Rowan and Magpie Moth next year. Good thing, too. Seems the two of them have gotten quite cozy. Juniper's invited Rowan back to Legsworth for a few months to help out with his small-town father's fishing business. And a little birdie told me, Rowan is the birdie, that Rowan's quite excited about it. I'm not sure what the penguins will do when everyone's gone. Here's hoping they don't bother me. <laughs> but knowing Maurice, he's such a kind soul. He probably will just take the colony elsewhere, seeing as the lake will freeze over come winter. Penguin migration sure is exciting. And Marisol in Salem, I'll miss you too. I hope you gals have a peaceful year together in your apartment. Yvonne, please take care of yourself, and remember to slow down now and then. Good luck on your gaming channel. I'll have to check it out. Joshua, take care too. I mean it. Soren isn't here anymore, but if he were, I'd just flick him in the face. Soren, flick. To every other staff member who I don't know as well, please all of you have a great year. And to all you kids, remember to stop by my office and give me a goodbye hug before you leave, or just to grab some goodbye candy, whatever you're comfortable with. I couldn't have asked for better campers to care for. This morning for our final breakfast, Matthew has stuck his gigantic cauldron onto the bonfire in the center of camp and has invited us all to add our own ingredients to the mega soup as a show of the loving community we all shared together. So drink, loves, drink, and remember fondly this beautiful experience we all partook in. Good luck with the school year. I know how hard it can be, but I believe in all of you. I hope I get to see each and every one of you next year. I love you. Jedediah. Hmm. Hi. Come, sit down, sit down. How are we doing? You never fail to find the most difficult questions to ask. You just don't like telling me things. I mean, I'm just a private person, you know? Must have gotten it from you. <laughs> it's back talk. 
Good to see your fire isn't out. Jedediah, I, um, I, I wanted to tell you that I'm proud of you. Thanks. It was real good of you to stand up to that guy. Sydney's grateful, I'm sure. Right. We all make mistakes and uh, have dark times. Times where we don't know what to do and uh, we take the wrong turn. And there's not enough room on the, the road to turn back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just gotta get out of the car and walk back to where we started from, and uh, that might be a, a rough journey, but today you pulled over and opened the car door, and that's, um, you took your first step. Jedediah, are you even listening to me? Honestly, uh, you stopped making sense like ten seconds ago. Damn it. You know I'm no good with metaphors. I'm trying to... Look, I just wanted to say... Oh, forget it. Are you up for chess tonight? Uh, well, I was kind of in the middle of something back in my office. Just one game. Lucille. It's a family tradition. Lucille, what's going on with you? Whatever do you mean? You're acting like not you. You're like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do, Lucille. Please don't make me explain it. Listen, do you feel guilty or something? What gave you that idea? You're being, like, open. I mean, you're at least trying. That's not normal for you, and that's... I mean, fine, it, it doesn't bother me, but when you start acting vulnerable with me all of a sudden after years of this weird back-and-forth whatever, it, it means something's up. And I'm just... Tired today, right? I don't want to... I just want to know what's going on so I can deal with it. I'm tired. You certainly must be tired, Jedediah. Listen to me, dear. I think you're stressed out and you're just picking up on problems where there aren't any. <sighs> anyway, why can't I reach out to my son for a game of chess from time to time? I know we're not as touchy-feely as some families, but... That doesn't mean we can't enjoy each other's company. Right. Okay. Thanks. That's more like what I'm used to. And that means? Nothing. Let's play chess. I'm white. You're white. One game. I have stuff to do. Seriously, Jedediah, after this summer, I thought you'd learn your lesson about this always busy shtick. I don't just pretend to be busy to avoid people, Lucille. I actually have stuff to do. Well, you'll have to forgive me. That's hard to believe when you won't tell anyone what you're working on. Yeah, well, if you found out what I was working on, you'd probably die a horrible death. So, you're welcome. G4. That isn't very funny. E6. N, F3. B, E7. H4. N, C6. D3. Don't be distracted, Jedediah. D6. N, D2. You're the one who asked me to play. NF6. And you promised me a game, not a slaughter. Then ask me back on a day when I've had fewer near-death experiences and life-changing revelations. NE4. DXE4. DXE4. QXD1. KXD1. <laughs> NXG4. There really is no chance you're going to take this seriously, is there? I disbanded a cult today. I nearly choked to death on dirt because a congregation made up of my brainwashed co-workers tried to bury me alive. 
And then I cried in front of Sydney, which gave me major flashbacks to high school, which is its own thing, not relevant. Anyway, the point is, all capacity for abstract thought and logic has been totally drained from me, so I'm going to play a truly shameful game of chess, and we're both going to have to live with that today. Alright? Poor dear. You really have been through it today. It's been weird. K-E-1. N-B-4. B-D-2. N-X-C-2. K-D-1. Jedediah, if you don't mind me asking, after today, are you planning to be gone all year again? N-X-A-1. K-C-1. No, I don't think so. I think I'm going to try and visit regularly. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. Oh, good. Sydney will be real pleased to have someone besides me to talk to. Ha. NXF2. I don't think I'm a big step above you as conversation partners go. Bah. You know Sydney. You don't need to talk to him. You just need to listen. Or pretend to. Hey. Sydney doesn't just talk to hear himself talk. I mean, sometimes he does. Sometimes. Okay, plenty of times he does, but he likes to be engaged with. Feeling like he's actually being listened to is the important thing with him, right? You, you can't just hear the words. You have to show that you understand them. So that's what I, you know, need to work on. Oh. He can learn to trust that you understand. Okay, but I had that attitude, and it got him abducted. I can't, I can't just let him be both halves of our relationship by himself. I mean, I can, I guess. If I don't care about having a relationship with him, for a while I convinced myself I didn't. I guess, I mean, he's been hard to handle, kind of. Not his fault, just all of our history. Seeing him made me feel really bad. But then I almost lost him today, and I was so scared. Jesus, God. And I realized how hard I've been working the past few months to keep him safe. And that's not just altruism. I want him in my life. So I have to act like a part of his life. Or else I'll always feel the same way I felt today. Like he's losing me, and pretty soon I'll start losing him. Because he's going to get sick of grieving our slowly dying relationship all the time, and he'll just have to let go, right? I'm terrified of that, but God knows I deserve it, so... I'm going to visit camp from time to time this year. You've been doing a lot of thinking lately. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Kind of sucks, but uh, Sydney seems, I guess, excited about it, and who could blame him, so not... Uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. That's good. But don't let it distract you from our game. It's been your move for quite a while now. Jeez, has it. Okay, um... R-H-2. And X-E-4. B-E-3. I'm gonna castle. What's the audio notation for castling? Nobody knows. <laughs> I castle. Fantastic. K-D-1. R-D-8. N-D-2. N-X-D-2. K-X-A-1. N-X-F-1. R-H-3. R-D-1. BC1. RXC1, checkmate. That, my dear, was indeed a truly shameful game of chess. A shot called from yours truly. <laughs> That's victory in a way. We'll just have to work on it.
Okay, okay, I played your little game. Now, free me from your office. These shackles do chafe my poor wrists. <laughs> of course, dear. See you, Lucille. Goodbye, Jedediah. Jedediah? Hmm? I wanted to say that I'm... I'm sorry I didn't do anything about Elijah back there. If I'm being honest, I had no idea what to do. That's... It's fine. I mean, I was mad for a while, but I figured, I mean, what could you have done, some middle-aged woman against some kind of adrenaline wizard? Uh, Elijah? That was his name, yes. Yeah, I know, it's just... Did Sydney tell you that? I don't think... I didn't think the Elephant Man was, like, telling anyone his actual name. How, how did you... How did you know his name? Oh, dear. Have I forgotten to mention something? Oh, my God. Could have sworn I told you about this. Oh, could you have? Could you have? Oh, but you know, I'm an old lady. I forget things. You're only 59, and now we're doing the mind games again. Why are we doing the mind games again? Did I say something that pissed you off? Simmer down, Jedediah. I know you're tired, but we can do better than this, calm and in control, hmm? I'm fine. Have you met with the Elephant Man? Or did you read through my journals? We met. Jesus! Once, several years ago. You and Sydney weren't even working here yet. Huh? It was the dead of winter. I was in my office sorting myself out, and this man walked in. Blonde. Greasy. Teeth whiter than a dinner plate. He had a knife, and these were the days before I kept my flamethrower around, so I was at a disadvantage. He asked me where Sydney was. Well, I had no clue how to answer him. I hadn't seen Sydney in years. For all I knew, Sydney was dead, and I told the man as much. That mistake that was. He begged, and he threatened, and he conjoled, and he gestured with that big old knife of his, and finally I told him if I saw Sydney around, I'd let him know. Did you? Did I? Did you let him know? When you saw Sydney? I did not. I didn't need to. The man was hellbent. He was a blonde with a big knife. He would have found Sydney no matter where we'd hidden him. So you knew exactly how dangerous this guy was from day one? I figured. And you didn't do anything? Like I said, Jedediah, I didn't exactly feel empowered against the man. Yeah, back then. But what about now? You have a, a goddamn arsenal of weapons. You have a phone. You have administrative and emotional authority over everyone in camp, and no matter how much you might pretend you're going senile, you have a pretty impressive brain. And you have me and my head, and I guarantee you that working together, we could have worked out a solution before Sydney could get kidnapped. What exactly could I have done, Jedediah? You tell me. With all those assets at my disposal, what could I have done? Called the police, gotten the whole camp shut down, pointed a flamethrower at him and tried to scare him off? Jedediah, the man was obsessed. He wasn't going to back down on our orders unless we killed him, which I know you wouldn't be willing to do, so don't talk to me about inaction. The only person on this planet who could have stopped this man by standing up to him was Sidney, and Sidney wasn't going to listen to me if I told him that, so I had to let the boy sort it out himself. I held a mirror up to him. Hmm? I held a mirror up to the elephant man, and he lost his mind. It was the obvious solution. Well, isn't that something? I know you're smart enough to have figured that... 
Whatever. Don't tell Sydney about this. Of course not. I'll tell him instead, so you don't get to spin it in your favor. Right. Good night, Lucio. Jedediah? Do you hate me? No, of course not. All right. Thank you. I love you, Jedediah. Good night. Good night, Lucille. I love you, too. Today's episode was written by Blue Mayfield and Nicholas Belove. All music composed by Will Wood and produced by Jonathan Maisto. Sound editing by Emily Safko and Blue Mayfield. The part of Sydney Sargent was played by Blue Mayfield. The part of Jedediah Martin was played by Nicholas Belove. The part of Elijah Volkov was played by Ryan Henning. And the part of Lucille Bertuccelli was played by Susan Duhon. Hey all. Blue here. We've got so many patrons to thank today, and it's moving my heart. Because I'm physically disabled to a great extent, I've had to accept that I'll never be able to work a conventional day job or in the industry. The support for this project so far has given me sincere hope in a future for myself, where I have a real career and am not permanently dependent or homeless. It gives me so much hope for art as a medium, and hope for disenfranchised creators. And thank you so much for sticking around and enjoying the first season of this show. Your engagement with the stories I tell is as important and special to me as my telling them. Special thanks to Digit Key, Eyes and Fire, Boson, Another Amber, Gerd Genus, Amy, Danny the Spoonlord, Thomas, Hallie, Aunt Harbin, Vander Beloved, Ace, Little Doozy, Eli Bizarri, Capybara named Joe, Leo, unfortunate Sydney Kinner, <laughs> Just Honeybee, Ollie, Chris Oya, Rosemary the Honking Priest, Val, Melina Ziaja, Annie M., A.K., Marcus Gallus, Victor the Vampire, Amanita, World's OKS Artificer, Fix521, Finn Clark, J. L. Towers, Amy Jackson, Valerie, Bogna Tomiak, Cass, Bumbles the Bee, Adibot, Spooky Kids, Ella Pilchik, Tibby Caps, and Hannah Tostein. If you'd like to see Season 2 happen, consider signing up for Patreon at patreon.com slash mefeelandbelove and get pre-production perks in between the season. If you're in the silver tier or higher over this release break, your name will be read in the first episode of season two. If you can't sign up, don't worry. Spreading the word and discussing the show with other listeners is just as helpful. If you'd like to connect with others who enjoy our work, consider joining our Discord. Find the link at mefeelandbelove.com. Thank you for listening to Camp Here and There, and remember, I love you.